right, we started this new uh, sermon series a couple weeks ago called Words with Friends. And uh, we, uh, several people like to play the game and they play on Facebook, they play on their phones and whatnot. And we've talked about different words that come out of scripture uh, that have to do specifically with salvation. Uh, we talked about grace a couple weeks ago. We talked about this wonderful word grace that is all about God's free gift of salvation that he gives to those who put their faith and trust in Jesus. We talked last week about sacrifice on Memorial Day weekend. We talked about the sacrifice that Christ made on our behalf, that he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about sanctification which is a great big way of, of saying of the process. It's a great big word that talks about the process of what happens to us when the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in our lives. So next week, sanctification. Today's word is one of my favorite words. It's the word justification. It's a word that we don't use very much. Uh, it's a word that we don't hear very much outside of the Bible. Uh, and so today's sermon is all about justification. And I promise you, well, I shouldn't promise you, I promise you, this is going to blow your mind. This word is going to blow your mind. It is going to, it is going to take any fears that you may have. If you have fears uh, related to God and salvation and what it means to be saved and forgiven, if you have any fears, this word is just going to blow them right out of the water. This word is awesome. I love the word justification because of what it means it's a legal term, and we're going to talk about this word justification in just a minute as we talk about four ways that the Bible says that we are justified. So we're going to fill in some blanks in just a minute. Grab your HDO. It's on the back page of your bulletin. And uh, turn to the back page of the bulletin. Grab your HDO. Uh, grab, a Bible, grab your Bible. Pull out your Bible. And uh, we're going to turn to Romans chapter 3. And uh, that's where we're going to start. We've actually got four passages of Scripture we're going to look at. We're going to actually look at more Scripture than that. But four specific passages of Scripture we're going to talk about. The first one is in Romans 3. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, I want to answer the first question that is on your HDO. That is, what is justification? What is just? Like I said, it's a word that we don't hear very often. It's a word that we don't use very often. The Greek word is dikaiosune. Now, I'm not going to ask you to repeat after me like Mr. Rogers does, but dikaiosune is a word that is closely related to the word for righteousness or the word for justice. So it has a, a connotation of, of being declared righteous or uh, having the righteousness of God. Uh, it's a word that talks about uh, God's justice. So this word justification is all tied up in God's justice and his righteousness. Um, it's more than just about being forgiven. Okay, it's more than just being forgiven. It is like having this slate wiped clean. And then after the slate is wiped clean, it's like having it sprayed with Teflon. Okay, this is, um, this is going to change your life. I pray that this just changes your life today, just this idea of justification. Let me give you a real simple illustration about what justification looks like. How many of you went to school when you were a kid? Oh, good, good, good. That's, that's good. Uh, so everybody went to school pretty much when we were kids. And uh, how many of you had a blackboard in your classroom? Or maybe it was green, but either way, you had some kind of chalkboard. I don't think they do chalkboards. Do they do chalkboards anymore? Probably whiteboards with like dry erase markers, right? Or they don't even use chalkboards or whiteboards anymore. They just shoot uh, the uh, projected image up on the screen and 
PowerPoint it and stuff like that. And maybe even that's out of date. I don't know. I'm old. Anyway, uh, do you remember like being in class and the teacher would be uh, writing on the chalkboard and then they would take an eraser and they would erase it, but it left dust behind, right? You could tell that somebody had written on the chalkboard at some point during the week. So all week long, teachers writing lessons and teaching all kinds of stuff on the chalkboard and then erasing it. And there's dust everywhere and maybe little marks that you can still see where yesterday's lesson was. And then you go home for the weekend. Woohoo, it's Friday. You go home for the weekend and you come back on Monday. And the custodians had been in the classrooms and they washed the chalkboards clean. And it was like, I, you walk in, if you had like a blackboard, it was completely, it was like this, this dark shade of black. And it's like no one had ever written on it at all. It was completely clean. No dust from chalk. No marks from the chalk. No erase lines. But rather, the board was completely clean. That is what justification is like. It's like, this is going to sound crazy, all right? It's like you've never sinned at all. That's what it means when God says, uh, when we are justified by God. It's like we've never sinned. It's like we're that blackboard. It's like no one ever wrote on it. It's like there's, we're completely free from the charges, from the accusations of sin, when we are justified, Jesus was the perfect son of God. He's the perfect man, never sinned in any way, completely blameless, totally and utterly, completely uh, free from sin, never sinned in any way, didn't think the wrong things, didn't say the wrong things, didn't do the wrong things, didn't, never disobeyed God. He was perfectly sinless, perfectly righteous. And when God justifies us, he takes the righteousness of Christ and he puts it on us. That's what justification is. When God takes the righteousness of Jesus and puts it on us. He applies it to us. So God does more than just say you're forgiven. Okay? He does more than just say you're forgiven. When we are justified, he takes Christ's righteousness, applies it to us, and instead of seeing us, he sees Jesus. And blow your mind. Ready? Because he sees Jesus, in God's eyes, because he sees Jesus, it is as if I've never sinned. Whoa. Too good to be true, right? There, there's no way. Th that cannot be possible. That is exactly what justification is. Now, it doesn't mean that I've never sinned. Believe me, I'm a sinner. Hi, my name is Sean. Hi, Sean. I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. Everybody's a sinner. We've all sinned. But when we come to faith in Jesus, when we come to faith in Christ, and God justifies us, He covers me in Jesus' blood. He covers me in Jesus. And instead of seeing Sean's sins, He sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That is what justification is. That is awesome. I mean, that is life-changing stuff. It, it, when God sees me, he sees the righteousness of Christ and not the sins of Sean. There's a very simple definition. If you want to write this down, okay, justify means it's just as if I'd never sinned. Ever. 
ever. That's what justification is. I know it sounds too good. Does it sound too good to be true? I mean, it really does. Because we're all too aware of our own sinfulness. We're all too aware of the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we think. Our sin is constantly before us. Our sin is always around us. It's like it's lurking around the corner all the time. And it's like, oh, I'm such a terrible sinner. When you are justified by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ, it is just as if you'd never sinned. I mean, I just, I can't get over it. And it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. It is true. That is exactly what this means. Here's a great story that uh, a man named Dr. Roy Gustafson told. And Dr. Gustafson was an associate with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And he gave what is probably the finest illustration of justification that has ever been made. There was a man in England who put his Rolls Royce on a boat. And he went across uh, over to the mainland of Europe on a holiday. And while he was driving around in Europe, something happened to the motor of his car. So he calls the people, he sent a cable to the people of Rolls-Royce back in England. And he asked, I'm having trouble with my car. What do you suggest I do? The people at Rolls-Royce flew a mechanic to this guy. The mechanic fixed his car, got on a plane, and flew back to England. The man is thinking to himself, what you're probably thinking, what in the world does that cost? Right? And he's kind of scared. So he gets home. He never gets a bill in the mail or anything. So he decides to write a letter. He writes a letter to the people of Rolls-Royce. And he says, uh, while I was on holiday in Europe, uh, my car broke down. Something happened to my Rolls-Royce. Uh, and um, he asked how much that he owed them. And then he received a letter. He received a letter from Rolls-Royce and said, Dear sir, there is no record anywhere in our files that anything ever went wrong with the Rolls-Royce. That's justification. You and me, we're the Rolls-Royce. There is nothing in God's record when he justifies you. When he justifies you, there is nothing in his record of anything ever done wrong when the bible says that god will forgive your sins and remember your wickedness no more when the bible says that god will remove our sins from us as far as the east is from the west when the bible says that you are justified it is just as if i'd never sinned four ways how does this happen i mean how is this possible Four ways. Okay? Get ready to fill in some blanks. There are four ways that this happens. We're going to look at four passages of Scripture that talk about how we are justified. So, you got your Bible. You turn to Romans chapter 3. We're going to look at the first verse that we're going to talk about. Um, the uh, first blank on your outline is we are justified by faith. We are justified by faith. Look at Romans 3.28. We maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. We maintain that a man is justified by faith apart, excuse me, from observing the law. That you can't be good enough for it. Okay, it's not by doing good deeds. It's not by following the Ten Commandments that we are justified. It is by faith in the Son of God, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. That is, it's the first way, excuse me, how we are justified. 
We cannot be justified by our good works alone. We cannot obey God enough. We cannot be good enough to earn Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross. And uh, we cannot be good enough for God to justify us. You cannot be justified unless you have faith in Jesus Christ. Unless you put your faith and trust. You have to believe that Jesus is who he said he was. That he is the Son of God. That he is the Messiah. That he is the promised one. That he is the Savior of the world. That he is God in human flesh. That he is uh, both fully God and fully man. That he lived a sinless life. And he died on a cross for your sins and for my sins. And that he is the only way to be saved. That is what we believe that is the faith that we are to have, the trust that we are to put, that we trust that Jesus Christ is the only way for salvation. He is the only way for justification. We are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. Secondly, second blinking in our line, we are justified by Jesus' blood. We are justified by Jesus' blood. There in the book of Romans, flip over one page, or maybe two in your Bible, depending on what you've got. Uh, Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 9. Paul tells us how this is possible, how faith can save us. Romans 5, 9 says, Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? We are justified by his blood. In the Old Testament, we read that blood was required for the forgiveness of people. That uh, in order for people to be forgiven from their sins, blood had to be shed. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, the author of Hebrews writes, In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Blood had to be shed in order for sins to be forgiven. There was a problem, though. There's a problem with this idea of, of sacrifices for of animal sacrifices for human beings in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4 it says it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins because a human being and an animal are not equal animals uh, are ineffective in taking away the sins of human there had to be a better way there had to be a better sacrifice and Jesus Christ was that sacrifice we talked about that last week there's a story that comes from Reader's Digest of about a man who was 67 years old. His name was Bill, and he had donated. All right, how many of you donate blood? Okay, some of you donate blood. It's a good thing to do, right? Well, this man had donated over 100 pints of blood throughout the years. Over 100 pints of blood. And no, no doubt, many people owe their lives to this man named Bill. Now, how do you think his good deeds are going to go over in heaven? Well, this is what he thinks. He says, when that final whistle blows and St. Peter asks, what did you do? I'll just say, well, I gave a hundred pints of blood, he says with a laugh. That ought to get me in. The problem is, is Bill is trusting in the wrong blood to save him. It's not his own. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that can save us, that can justify us. We are only justified by the blood of Jesus it is only through his blood that he shed on the cross for our justification. He shed his righteous blood for unrighteous sinners like us to give us his righteousness. That God takes the righteousness of Christ and he applies it to us. We'll talk about that a little bit more in just a second. The third blank on your outline is we are justified by grace. 
We are justified by grace. In Titus chapter 3, if you want to flip over to Titus chapter 3, it's a couple of books over. Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7, we're going to read. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Justification is God's idea. It begins with His grace. One of the the best things about God is that He reaches out to you and me, that we are the ones who have offended Him, yet He reaches out to us in order to forgive our sins, in order to make us righteous, in order to justify us. God is the one who begins this process. He reaches out to sinners. He doesn't wait for us to get our act together. He doesn't wait for us to say, oh, oh, you know what? I, need, I, I better get forgiven somehow. God, how do I get forgiven? What do I do? What should I do? What, what do I need to do to be forgiven? Rather, God is the one who reached out to us first and says, I want to forgive you. I want to purify you. I want to cleanse you. I want to justify you. And he sent his son Jesus first. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It was when we were in the death of our sin that Jesus came and he died for us. And so when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, when we express that faith by believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized, God makes this incredible exchange. He exchanges our sinfulness for his righteousness. And when does that take place? It's when we put our faith and trust in Jesus. When we put our faith and trust in Him, God exchanges our sinfulness for His righteousness. He took the sins of the world and He heaped them on Jesus on the cross, and that is the miracle of grace. He, we, we put our faith and trust in Jesus, God gives us His righteousness. He takes Jesus' righteousness and He puts it on us. And like I said, That is the miracle of grace. It is a mighty, powerful act of grace. God is the offended one, and yet he reaches out to those who have offended him by their sin. He reaches out to us, and he sent his son to die in our place, and we owe him everything. We owe him everything. We owe him our lives. We owe him our our, uh, praise and our worship. But God has replaced our sin with righteousness. Our sins are covered in Jesus' blood, and it's all because of God's grace. We are justified by faith. We are justified by Jesus' blood. We are justified by grace. And the last blank on your outline is we are justified by works. What? Wait a minute. What does that mean? Look at James. If you can turn to James chapter 2, verse 24. James chapter 2, verse 24 says, You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. Well, what does that mean? We are justified by the good things that we do because the good things that we do are a result of our changed status with God. You know, I talked about this beautiful exchange that Jesus made in 2 Corinthians five twenty-one. Paul wrote, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
that God has taken our sinfulness and has replaced it with Jesus' righteousness. And because he made that incredible exchange, this, this wonderful exchange, now we owe him everything. That the good deeds we do, the things that we do for others, the, the tithes and offerings we give, the ways that we serve in the church, everything we do. You may help out with the youth group. You may help out in children's ministry. You may fill communion trays. You may serve communion on a Sunday morning. You may sing on praise team. You may uh, run the screen and the sound. You may do all kinds of things for God. But the reason that we do those things, the reasons that we do the good works that we do, the good deeds that we do, the reason that we show kindness and compassion and God's love to other people is because of what he has done for us first. That he reached out to us and he made this wonderful, like I said, this wonderful exchange that he took Jesus' righteousness and he put it on us through justification. And now we live for righteousness instead of sin because of what God did for us in that wonderful exchange. We serve God because of what he's done for us. We give those tithes and offerings because of what God has done for us. We share God's love because of what he's done for us. We share God's kindness because of what he's done for us. He sent his son, Jesus, to die in our place and now like I said we owe him everything everything that we are everything that we have everything belongs to him we owe him everything because we have the promise of eternal life he has washed away our sins he has cleansed us from unrighteousness he has purified us from our wickedness and he doesn't see our sin anymore instead he sees his son how awesome is that i mean is is that are is anybody just sitting there going well you know that's nice well that's okay well thanks god this is mind-blowing stuff to me maybe i'm just yeah thank you i mean this is awesome that god would even do this for us because we don't deserve it you know what you've done i know what you've done (laughs) just kidding I've been watching you. No, I know what I've done. And yet God has washed away my sins and he has justified us. He has justified us. And now because he has justified us, all of the things that we do, the works of love and service and praise and everything we do is because of what God has already done for us. So my challenge for you today If you are a baptized believer, if you are a baptized believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have got to understand what this means for you. Okay, you have got to understand this. If you have believed and repented and confessed and been baptized, you have been justified by God's grace. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Okay, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. You don't have to say to yourself, are my sins forgiven? If somebody comes up to you and says, are you going to heaven? You don't have to say, I hope so. You don't have to say, well, I think so. You can say, I know so. Because my sins are washed away. I have been forgiven. I have been set free. I have been justified. And because I am justified, it is just as if, what? I'd never sinned. That God has taken the righteousness of Christ and he has applied it to my life. There is no record of sin. There is no record of any sin. The chalkboard of your life has been washed clean. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, Paul wrote, All of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. When God sees you, 
If you've been baptized into Christ, when God sees you, he doesn't see you. He sees Jesus, and he sees his righteousness. He doesn't see you, and he doesn't see your sin, and we may continue to sin. I don't think anybody here has come, I I could be wrong, but I don't think anybody here has conquered sin yet. It says, yep, nope, no more sins, I'm perfect. No? All right, we're all in the same boat. The boat's name is Justification, my friends. That's the name of the boat. It's the SS Justification. And we are sailing toward our heavenly home. We may continue to sin, but you know what? God says you are justified, and He has taken the righteousness of Christ, and He has put it on us. And so He doesn't see us. He sees Jesus and His everlasting righteousness. Now, one caveat, one little warning This does not mean that we can just sin willy-nilly. It doesn't mean, hey, I'm I'm done with sin. I'm free, forgiven. I don't have to do anything. I I can just do whatever I want. Party! It's not what it means. Because why? Why would we take advantage of this amazing gift that God has given to us? Why would we say, thanks God, I'm going to go do whatever I want. Rather, our lives should be lived out of gratitude and thankfulness because of this amazing gift of justification. It really is an amazing thing. It really is life-changing. It is world-rocking. It is world-changing. We have the freedom. We don't have a license to sin. Like James Bond had a license to kill. You don't have that. You don't have a license to sin. You're not Agent 007 of sinners. Neither am I. But rather than having a license to sin, we have the freedom to really, really live. To live without fear. To live without terror. That God is out to get me. God is out to get you. But he's out to get you into his family. He is out to get you into his family. You may have committed 10,000 sins in your life. There may be sinful habits that you can't shake. And you say, "Ah, I don't deserve it. You're right. Neither do I. You say, well, I've got to clean up my act before I come to Jesus. No, you don't. You can't. Can't be good enough. You can't clean up your act enough. That's like, that's like a family saying, you know what? We'll have a baby when we can afford it. Yeah, I learned that lesson. You'll never be able to afford it. You'll never be good enough to earn God's forgiveness and his justification. Rather, God says, come as you are. Come as you are with your sins, with your mistakes, with your failures, with your fears. God says, bring it all to me. Bring it all to me. If you've never been baptized, today is your day. We're going to offer an invitation in just a second. And today is the day. You can say, you know what? My life is not together. I do have failures, and I do have fears, and I do have sins, and I do have struggles. You're sitting in a room of people just like you. And we're all in the same boat. Like I said, the name of that boat, though, is justification. And we want you to be in this boat with us. Come today and freely receive justification by grace through faith, expressed in Jesus by being baptized. You can do that today Come and God will fill you with his Holy Spirit. He will wash away your sins. He will cleanse the board and spray it with Teflon. No one will ever write on it again. 
Your sins will be forgiven and you will be justified. And then God will begin the process of sanctification. Which is what we're going to talk about next week. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful word, justification. How you take our sins and you wash them clean and you wash us completely clean in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for this amazing concept that that it's as though we've never sinned. And Lord, we know that we're sinners. We know that we've fallen short. We know that we've missed the mark. But God, through faith, by your grace, you wash us completely clean. So we praise you today for this wonderful gift. Help us to live in the light of knowledge of justification, that we might not sin against you, that we might not take your grace for granted, but that rather, God, we would honor you with our lives. We praise you. We glorify you. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name.